ಪರಮಾರ್ಥತಾ from the standpoint of the paramarthika satta from the standpoint of the ultimate reality everything is made up right what to talk of maya <laughs> everything is made up so maya becomes the first imaginary shakti so to speak the first thing that that you know that is dependent upon brahman that separates as it were itself herself from brahman in order to create that is you know this is also a kalpita what's its name kalpita means a, a made up trajectory for the people who say where did this body come from why was i born when was my first birth as a jiva well jiva is anadi why is it anadi if it is anadi is it also ananta ananta means no end anadi means no beginning if it is no beginning will also it be no end no 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 there is an end how do you know what about karma so if i do action will i have result of action yes so what should i do in order to get rid of the results of action considering that i can't sit without acting so these are all questions that are asked from the standpoint of the body mind sense complex so the one endowed with a body and hopefully a mind is asking these questions <laughs> who am i etc etc from the standpoint of the ultimate reality these questions are are moot there is no point in asking these questions because there is no difference at all everything all is one one is all everything is just one and there is no action there is no action to defend there is no result of action to to exhaust or there is no rebirth there is no birth let alone rebirth and there is no bandha no bondage and so therefore there is no moksha ah, there is no moksha with no you know na bandho na moksha iti esha paramarthata this is what paramarthata is is no guru no shishya oh no guru no shishya yipi yes <laughs> no gnanam because no agnanam nothing this is this is what is called paramarthata paramarthata means that which is all the where where everything is just one but that is not the case right that's not the case because we are dealing with a manifest jagat yeah which we wish it would be manifest especially when one is in hot water one wants the jagat to just dissolve and resolve oh pralaya where are you we think <laughs> you know when you read the news and it's just so boring and so difficult to understand wow where is this world going so many killings so many things and then you suddenly remember pralaya pralaya is that which 
makes everything all one again, <laughs> which gets rid of the jagat in a hurry. So you can say, oh, Prahlaya, ajao, come, you know. But really speaking, barring those moments, one has to deal with the world. And what constitutes the world, even before other people, and you know, forget other people and annoying, bugging things and bugging people, is your own body. Ah. If you have a body, you have problems. See, nobody is disagreeing. <laughs> yeah. Because that is the truth. That is the truth. Yeah. So, even in a classroom, everybody has their favorite spot. And somebody else takes means the class doesn't go well for them that day. Yeah. yeah. Why do you have that favorite spot? No, 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 because I have a sore spot here. That's why that is my favorite spot. So that the sore spot is not activated during the class. That's why I have picked this spot. You know, spot on. <laughs> and then what, you know? Then somebody else needs a pillow, but on the day that that pillow has been earmarked and initialed, somebody else has taken it. Yeah. Right? Because we had an out-of-town visitor, they didn't know all these things. You know, and they didn't have fear for their life. So they took the pillow. <laughs> so, like this you have to deal. Jagat doesn't mean don't look over there. Oh, that horrible Jagat bothering me. All you need for Jagat is, Jagat starts right here. With your own body, with your own mind, with your own senses. Atra eva jagataha upalabdhihi. So the jagat is available wherever there are complaints available. And that starts with the body and continues with the mind and gets amplified with the senses and so on and so on. Really, that's all there is. Jagat means, you know, starts with your body. So, as soon as the one is endowed with the body, the problem starts. You know, think about the first minute of birth. What does the baby do? Cry. Yeah. It tries to breathe, it cries, it coughs up. And, you know, it's just like, oh my God, you know, it, maybe it was enjoying some Gandharva music in heaven. You know, maybe it was some kind of a wonderful Carnatic music concert, Gandharva music. And then suddenly the punya stopped. That's why. Punya trickled down and stopped. And suddenly the desire for something, we don't know what yet because the baby is tiny. Something made it take on a body in this particular family, in this particular pecking order. That's all karma. Yeah. And then it cries, it bellows. Strengthening the lungs as it were. And that's enough. The body means you are already endowed with the jagat. You don't need anything else. So then, if you are endowed with the body, if I say these words, this phrase, you are endowed with a body. That means what? You are different from this body, correct? No, no, no. I, you may be different, but <laughs> I don't feel different. So we are not interested in feelings. You know, we are in, interested in yatharta. Yatharta means as is. As it is, we have to see. So even the person completely identifying with the body, you know, saying I am and the mind, I am restless, I am tall, I am this, I am that, I am, you know, apangoham, I have only one leg, you know, kanoham, 
I have only one eye, badhiro, I have only one ear, no, I have my heart of hearing. All these things, even if one is saying that body identification is there, still that person can be made to sit down and shown that there is a difference between them and the body, correct? So, that itself is a moment of celebration because even though one is surrounded by the Jagat, literally and figuratively speaking, and the Jagat starting with the body-mind-sense complex appears to be the cause of all problems, you know, one is not, one is the witness of all those things. That is what one has to, that is what has to be remembered here. And then, so therefore this Maya becomes, Maya has a very interesting role in this creation from the standpoint of the Vyavaharika Satta. So from the standpoint of explaining and understanding the role of Maya and from the standpoint of understanding so many things in the empirical world, world, this body, what is this body again? You don't know. Is the hand the body? No, 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 that is the hand. The finger is the body? No, 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 that's just the finger. No, the whole thing is the body. The whole thing is the body? Yes. So then if somebody is given some prosthetic arms, legs, hands and a few plastic organs, okay, put it together, make a body. No, 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 it has to be then aspirated with prana. So prana is the body? No, 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 prana is prana. So like this, you can't really say what it is. You can't say what it is not. This is what is maya. So the Shakti, that is responsible for creation, you know. So Maya is nothing but Brahman. Brahman is not Maya, that's what we have to remember. So Maya is nothing but that Shakti, that is dependent upon Brahman for the sake of animating, for the sake of populating this Jagat with so many things. And this is where things get very interesting. Because if I know that Maya is dependent upon Brahman, then if one knows that, if one is told that once, you know, Maya is Kalpita Shakti, it's a dependent reality, you are Brahman, you are independent, then one should walk away and say, oh, great, I have gained the knowledge. <laughs> Wonderful. Does that happen? Say no, so that we can no. proceed. No. <laughs> Because if you say yes, then I'm out of a job. <laughs> you have to say no. Yeah. So no, that doesn't happen. Why does it not happen? Ha. Ah, this is where we come to the topic of sattva, rajas, and tamas. Because you know, then if you start asking some interesting questions, if I'm separate from the body, then how come I feel trapped in it? Ah, very important question. How come I'm kind of trapped in this body? How come I'm trapped in with, within the states of the mind, with the senses? Then we blame it all on the gunas. The word guna is a technical term and we don't mean it grammatically. Grammatically, it means strengthening of vowels. When a becomes o, etc., you know, and uh, sorry, when u becomes o, e becomes a, etc., that is first level of strengthening is called guna. That's not what we mean. Here also, it's a technical term that shows 
the fact that when maya creates she does not create unconditionally it's almost like she's weaving things into a tapestry and the threads are sattva rajas and tamas or she's painting on a big canvas brahman <laughs> and the colors the colorations are sattva rajas tamas three primary colors and she mixes matches she has all these palettes and you know and uh, she makes this whole universe i saw a documentary once from some kind of a movie where this uh, this nomadic group of carpet makers from afghanistan you know they were just going from place to place making their carpets and selling the carpets joint family so there was mother father son two sons two daughters in law and one unmarried daughter and uh, one more relative who was just dependent on them who was just going so all these people and of course when there is so a small you know um, group of people always moving eating sleeping working together what happens yeah <laughs> yes you know if anybody was going to say they lived happily ever after that's the wrong answer <laughs> yeah lot of conflict tensions problems ego issues but they had a very interesting way because they see they were also some kind of a minority group and they were you know Uh, always being targeted and their people were being they were nomadic indigenous people and their their people were being thrown into prison and all these things so they had to have a semblance of unity so how to have catharsis they would you know weave the their stories into the carpets they were making So, for example, the daughter-in-law who hated one of the daughter-in-laws who hated the mother-in-law with a passion, you know, made a figure in the in the carpet, wove to three, four, uh, you know, three, four inches. It showed a figure, you know, going like this, and another figure bashing it up. You know, this doesn't need a psychologist to figure it out. <laughs> so the mother-in-law saw that. <laughs> and made the next few more inches of of her you know throwing away the club and uh, you know squeezing the neck strangling the another figure these are all expressed in little stick figures you know very sticky situations were expressed in stick figures and so the family moved on and then it turns out that the youngest daughter that was there you know was being bullied by one of the the brothers and she also expressed it through that and then it just became this endless carpet and sometimes they were so angry with the other person's depiction of it they uh, untangled everything and lose the same colors to make their own reality and when i saw this i said oh this is sattva rajas and tamas in action <laughs> so if you are part of the if you are the one who is the weaver it's the position of power that's why maya has the last love correct but if you are trapped in the tapestry you, you just have to say let me out let me out and nobody hears 
So this is what Maya does. This is what the whole thing, all the bodies, all the minds, all the senses are under the grip of these three colorations, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. And then what happens? Therefore, there is this feeling or notion of bondage. And this is what is called Bandha. Being bound, this feeling of being exposed to samsara, being bound by samsara, when you really look into it, is nothing but being subject to the effects of the gunas. So, so to speak, as though trapped, and we have to remember as though, because if the trapping is real, then there is no tomorrow. There is no point of this. So the trapping is not real. So the entrapment is a notion where the body-mind-sense complex is as though coming under the spell of these gunas and nothing in the universe is outside this tapestry, outside this painting. Everything is there. But what if there is a new thing that has come up? It was already there. It is just being discovered. Starting with everything, like cloned human beings, the possibility is there. Human beings are there, knowledge of cloning is there, a cloned human being is there, possibility is there. So it's all possibilities collapsing. And so therefore nothing is outside this tapestry. Nothing is outside this picture. So from the standpoint of the one admiring the picture, there is great power and appreciation because when you look at the picture, you see Bhagavan. Who could make this? Only Bhagavan. So when you Bhagavanize Maya, there is nothing but Bhagavan. But if you feel you are trapped inside this picture, inside this trap, tapestry, tapestry, then <laughs> it becomes a miserable existence. This is what the Bhagavad Gita has to say about the Gunas. The first time the word Gunas is used is in the second chapter. Bhagavan doesn't wait that long because, and to show the importance of this. Traigunya Vishaya Vedaha Traigunya Vishaya Vedaha Mistraigunyo Bhavarjuna Arjuna is told in the second chapter that even the Vedas, which Vedas, the first portion of the Vedas, are the product of the Gunas. Even the Upanishads are the products of the Gunas, really. You can say they are all Sattvic. Yeah. Because nothing is outside of the Gunas. So even the knowledge of liberation from the Gunas has to come from within this tapestry. This is a, it's a fantastic paradox. Yeah. Ah, it is also woven in. <laughs> and so, he says that even the, you may think that the Vedas are exempt from the Gunas, but they are also the product, Vishayaha, products. In fact, the word Vishaya, which means object. The word object itself has a notion of bondage. Vishinoti badnati iti vishayaha. Vishinoti means that which binds is called object. Yeah. 
that which binds is object. Vishaya. Vishinoti iti vishayaha. So, this vishayas, these, these Vedas, the three Vedas here, are all, what are they? If there are four Vedas, how come three? No? Usually, we don't count the Atharva Veda, even though it has Upanishads and everything. Because it is used for a lot of spells and incantations. So, it is not generally counted. So, three Vedas. In fact, in the beginning, there was only one. And then, because it was hard to memorize, it was divided into four by Vyasa. That is why he is called Veda Vyasa. And, and given to people to keep. That was his contribution. Otherwise, it would have just been gone. So, Traigunya Vishaya Vedaha. These Vedas. Yeah, no, the three is for the Gunas, not for the three Vedas. All, all Vedas are the product of the Gunas. O Arjuna, the three Vedas are just the product of the Gunas. Nothing, they are not outside the Vedas. The Gunas, the Vedas are not outside the Gunas. But you, O Arjuna, Nistrai Gunyo Bhava, you transcend the Gunas, please. Are this is a head-scratching moment. First of all, the word guna has not been defined by Bhagavan. And that, and he is being taught here. He was told, you know, that this is the knowledge that frees. Karma binds, knowledge frees. And the Atma is like, This is, you, you are not, you know, the Atma is not... Uh, subject to fire, subject to any of the other four elements, subject to death. Like an old cast off clothing, you discard the body, take on new bodies. All this was told. And then, you know, the Veda, which is supposedly a freeing agent, is also the product of the Gunas. But you, o Arjuna, become free of the gunas, become gunatita. Yo, how to do that? How to do that? And how to do that, he says, nitya sattvastaha. In order to do that, you have to catch hold of one of the gunas, the least troublesome one. Which is that? Tamas. No? Rajas. No. What is left? Sattva. So that's why we begin today with a description of Sattva. <laughs> because then, even though this was told, Nitya Sattva Staha, be always with Sattva, be in Sattva. Sattva Staha, Sattva Tishthati, Sattva Staha. You don't have the Devanagri? Um, so, then we fast forward to what is chapter 14. There is the word gunas uh, used before as well. But we will go straight to the source of where this is defined. You know? And then in the fifth verse, this is the definition that is given of the gunas. We look at them. Sattvam rajas tama iti 
ಗುಣಾ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಸಂಭವಾ ನಿಬಂತಿ ಮಹಾಬಾಹೋ ದೇಹೇ ದೇಹಿನಂ ಅವ್ಯಯಂ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ತ್ರೀ ಗುಣಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಆರ್ ದೇ ಸತ್ವ ರಜಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ತಮಸ್ ಇತಿ ದಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಹೌ ದೇ ಆರ್ ನೋ ಅಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಆರ್ ದೇ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಸಂಭವಾ ಗುಣಾ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಆಫ್ ಮಾಯಾ maya babies yeah they are maya babies and what do they do what is their job they are a agent of they are like glue gorilla glue nibadhnanti their job is to bind you know even in cooking you have to put some corn flour or something to bind the the things making soup or whatever it is corn flour or what is that ah uh, some starch chickpea flour corn flour something you put you know so that it doesn't all curdle so that it just binds and is smooth and nice you know yeah and so maya is the gluten even for the ones on a gluten free diet maya is the is the gluten the maya is a gluten because she gives birth to gunas which are the gluten of what that bind individuals and we have to add as though nibadhnati ida adishankara adds that you know and who who does it bind you know dehinam the indweller of the body where they hey in the body first bondage is where ayyo i am in this body you know which body the body that feels like a no body i am in this body i am in this mind never mind it doesn't remember anything i am in these senses that keep running after this that and the other all the time so this is the whole problem so the first bondage first notion of bondage as i was explaining earlier is what the body you know is a binding factor for the owner of the body so the owner of the body should be able to jump out be jump out of the body and have an out of body experience at will correct but this is not possible mm-hmm. owner of the body even though they may say let me out let me out is still in the body and even the person who wants to die has a numerous complaints oh yama where are you can't just go and greet yama right yeah yamaraj where are you yama will not come why maya says wait <laughs> ah wait don't come right now why tick 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 yeah there is still more you know few more few million more tick tick ticks of udana vayu to exhaust itself after that you know so it's not on you just because you don't like this body you can't come out you know you can't come out what about suicide you know that is you know that's an exception that's not the rule and suicide also so many times people attempt nothing happens 
they survive. I know so many people. It's not that they don't want to go. They want to go, but somehow Bhagavan has intervened. They have survived. Amazing. And so like this, it's not in one's hand to jump out of the body even though one wants. This is itself called an entrapment. So the body doesn't come by itself, hopefully, thankfully. Body also comes with a mind, with a head, and a mind inside that, brain, mind, everything. Body comes with feelings, chittam, correct? Body comes with sukshma sharira, prana, etc. Body comes with hunger, thirst, all these things. So this body is a huge problem because that's where I feel the gunas <laughs> very, very intimately. Something that needs to be fed every and watered, you know, every four hours. Here this person can't even take care of a potted plant. And then you have to take care of this body. How is that possible? You have to feed it, you have to water it, you have to bathe it. If not for yourself, for the sake of other people that you live with. You have to, you know, bathe it. You have to keep it clean, you have to keep it clothed so that other people don't freak out. Yeah. You have to keep it clothed. You have to give it things. And then it says, I want this, I want that. Body doesn't say. Here now we are graduating to the mind. Oh, I don't like this person. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll make sure that you don't, you're not around this person. How about this person? Yeah, this person I like. For how long? Six months. After that, what? That This person reminds me of that person. So therefore, I don't like them either. It's all the gunas. Talk, talk, talking. So the body, you know, is a problem. The mind is a bigger problem. That's where samsara is spent keenly because the dehi is inside, so to speak. The deha, inside meaning what? You know, the dehi pervades the deha. The indweller of the body pervades the body inside. Don't look for some location. Dehi, where are you? You know, that's not the point. The dehi pervades the deha and the deha includes here the body, mind, senses, everything. And this is a problem because then the day he loses sight of itself. Because when one is in a cage, one focuses on the prison. How to cut out the prison wall? How to, you know, make a tunnel? How to get out of here? That becomes the main thing. And that's why the term Nibadhanati is given. So these are the three things and how they bind. It is going to be given, you know, in the next verse. The first one is described is Sattva. How does, uh, what is Sattva? Because we believe in the Upanishads on starting on a good note. Shubharambha. Yeah. So we start with, always with Sattva. Tatra Sattvam Nirmalatvat Prakashakam anamayam sukhasangena badnati jnana sangena chanagha. Tatra means atra actually here. This sattva uh, is the first guna. Why? Because it's the least problematic. It is the most evolved and the least problematic. Sat means what? Sat, Sat Chitananda, that Sat, the source of that existence, Sattva, Sat plus Tvam, Sattvam. So that which is very close to Sat Chitananda is Sattva. 
very close and people have translated this differently godliness you know that is one translation i have come across nice it is or you can say a sense of well being a sense of a, a mature response to the universe a sense of refinement in taste and in what one consumes refinement doesn't mean expensive i am very sattvic i stay in five star hotels that's not sattva <laughs> but that's refined you know it's not refined it's just fine that's all that you stay in five star hotel is fine no problem but that doesn't make you a sattvika refined in the sense of a sanskrita buddhi where the buddhi is yearning for knowledge that is sattva even if it is knowledge of some you know something uh, how to construct something as knowledge of astronomy for example it's a very sattvic pursuit knowledge of astrology knowledge of astronomy knowledge of you know physics in so many things all these branches of knowledge even though they are aparavidya there are certain sattvic they are sattvic pursuits so some branches of knowledge for example they are very very sattvic in the sense that you are pursuing them and you are interested in that so given some free time you will the person will naturally gravitate towards those pursuits and such a person is called sattvika and that which makes you gra- gravitate towards such things satsang you know if one is offered you know a choice between movie and satsang the person that which makes the person choose the satsang is what sattva guna so because these things are not translatable sattva means what you have to just understand like this through examples so this is sattva so you choose the satsang and between holiday and pilgrimage we saw that this morning the one who chooses pilgrimage sattva sattva guna makes that choice happen because it is nirmala free of impurities so sattva is the one that is light prakashakam it casts the light on other things as well it is light it is enlightening anamayam amaya is impure you know things difficulties in some kind of a you know guile deception all that is not there it is because it is nirmala free of impurities and anamaya free of amaya then it is you know it is prakashakam it is an enlightening guna oh this is sounds wonderful <laughs> next line badnati it still binds ah how does it bind sukha sangena badnati it binds because of its association with happiness who doesn't want happiness raise their hands you know exactly since happiness is universally sought after and everybody wants this happiness and so one becomes a happiness hog and then in striving for this happiness 
when that happiness is what makes one happy is sattva guna and and we have to have a caveat here what makes one really happy really speaking is one's own nature which is happiness galore but here we are talking of the subject object response what makes a person cheerful dispositions wise what makes a person accommodative compassionate easy going rather than just a bunch of you know nerves sattva guna so when one's mindset is sattvic one is happy this is something which is very nice to know so then sattva feeds on itself and then one wants to be happy all the time and so sattva becomes as it were a binding factor in one's life sukhasangena badnati and then it also binds in another way gnana sangena because the person is interested i told you it refine things uh, fine arts dance music and so those are the things one is pursuing and why why is the one pursuing that because though that knowledge gives happiness it all boils down to this so in order to be happy and cheerful you know i rely on sattva more and more and more sattva becomes a crutch that one is unwilling to give up even in the face of brahma vidya this is what the whole thing is then somebody asked a satsang question the question literally read like this how should i get rid of sattva <laughs> sattva to get rid of is not a problem sattva is not a problem to get rid of you know why because we have a nyaya we have a story uh, which is you know uh, which is based on the story uh, based on the life of king harishchandra who is king harishchandra one who always told the truth and then bhagavan decided to test him and made him go through all kinds of difficulties lost his child first he was reduced his kingdom was reduced to and you know not reduced his kingdom was marauded and taken over by some other dictator he was he and his wife were exiled from the kingdom they had one small boy along with the boy they went and then the boy was bitten by a snake died all this is part of the test and then in order to upkeep the family he started working as a funeral grounds keeper and he had to you know cremate his own son and he was so truthful he said i need either a bag of rice or a piece of cloth and the wife says come on you know we don't have anything can't you just burn your own son's body no i need a piece of cloth she says, he she says she says the only piece of cloth that i have is the one on my on my back she takes off that and then that's when his kingdom and everything is restored and you know the bhagavan reveals it was a test so this is the story of harishchandra so we have an expression based on the story harishchandra danda danda means stick why did harishchandra have a stick because when he was the funeral grounds keeper you need a stick why do you need a stick to not that's all putting it nicely 
what happens is that when the body is put on the fire, it gets up. Huh? Because of, there are certain gases inside that make it appear as though it gets up and falls off the fire. So the funeral grounds keep, and now they have electric crematoriums and everything. These things don't happen. The funeral groundskeeper's job, because the, the mourning uh, people would put the body on the fire and go away. Because it takes several hours for the body to be consumed. So the funeral groundskeeper's job was to keep pushing that body into the fire with the help of a stick. And then finally, the body settles down, starts to burn. And then what, does, what do you do with the stick? Huh? Throw it also into the fire. This is how sattva is like that. It is used to goad the person back into the fire of knowledge for all the rajas and tamas to be consumed. And when, when all the impurities are consumed, it is also thrown into the fire. It becomes an offering of its own. So sattva is not a problem. You know, it is cloying. Yes, it is cloying and it is nice to just be and it can be distracting. It is cloying it can be because one wants it more and more and more. One becomes a sattva hog and it's distracting because, for example, a sattvic person coming to the knowledge might just go off on trying to see what the Sankhyas are saying, what the Nayayikas are saying, what the, this one is saying, what that one is saying and forgetting in, the, in, in all this argument what Lord Krishna is saying. <laughs> Giving that up. Totally to see, oh, what is this Mata? What is that Mata? What is this one saying? What is that one saying? What are these group of people here thinking? So you see how the mind is engaged. So the mind wants to always be in a place where, where it is happy. And the mind likes to be knowledgeable. The mind doesn't want to say, I don't know. Yeah, this we, we see this in India very much. You ask somebody for directions. In fact, don't. But suppose you ask somebody for direction. They will not say, I'm so sorry, I don't know. The reason is different here. It's a, partly because they don't want to say, I don't know, but partly because you are a guest. And once you are, when the guest asks for something, you cannot say, I don't have, I don't, you know, so you just give the wrong thing. Go straight. Are? What happens when I go straight? Go straight for several miles. This I was told once. I was walking in the heat. Go straight. So six miles I walked. And what will happen? I was like, there is one pawn shop. Pawn means there is some addictive substances are sold in a kiosk. Some tobacco and cigarettes and these things. So you ask in this pawn shop where to go. So I did that. Judicially followed instructions. Six miles or kilometers, I forget, later in the hot sun, you know, where underneath my chappals, I was feeling the road like a chewing gum. You know, it was that hot, where the tar was threatening to come off. And then I walked and saw this Panwala. First, you know, it was empty. I said, oh no, but it was, he was sleeping inside. <laughs> Woke him up. And then I said, where is such and such a village, such and such a place? Oh no, you have come 12 kilometers in the opposite direction. This is what it is, you know. So you give the wrong answer. Why? Because the mind doesn't want to say, I don't know. And this is, you know, 
sattva you know this is this is what sattva means it's just this thirst for knowledge it's this thirst to be in the know of things it's the thirst to be happy and that mindset which allows the happiness to come is sattva so don't ask the question how to get rid of sattva because that's not a problem it's the most neutral of the gunas in fact that's why krishna lord krishna tells arjuna in the second chapter mistrai gunyo bhava how be free of all the gunas why nitya sattvasto bhava you have to add bhava 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 everywhere b b b yes nitya sattvastha always be in sattva by being in sattva you transcend the gunas and that we have a few few more time few more time left a little more time left to see that so we need not hurry with it so nitya sattvastha sattvastho bhava always be in sattva and if you are in sattva what happens the other two gunas are easily left off and the sattva is like harish chandra's stick no problem the other two gunas need the stick of sattva to to whip them and keep them in line ah so this is sattva sattva allows one to be accommodative so whenever you are accommodative even if it's for one minute in the life if you said ha that minute i was accommodative sattva prevailed and all these gunas is in everyone if you have a body as it was told in the first verse itself in the fifth verse itself if you have a body you have gunas simple and you know if you are endowed with a body gunas have come along so everyone has sattva and everyone has the capacity to be satvik therefore this is a nice thing everyone has the capacity to be satvik but then one is not why reading on <laughs> one is not because of the next one rajo ragatmakam vidhi krishna sanga samudbhavam tannibadhnati kaunteya karma sangena dehinam because of the second fellow called rajas and here it's described as ragatmakam ragatmakam means that which has a very stubborn coloration and adi shankara uses the metaphor of a white cloth dyed in bright red then what has happened to that it's no longer white correct what has happened to that cloth it is no no longer white cloth dyed red what do you call it red cloth ah red has been superimposed on the cloth who knows i mean we are supposing it was white so to white is a color of sattva and on top of that you superimpose this rajas where is the sattva bye bye <laughs> all gone in fact rajah rajas ragatmakam vidhi vidhi know this to you know it is a take it it is something that takes over unfortunately rajas has a aggrandizing habit it's an encroacher it's a taker over can you just be a little red polka dot no no polka no dot 
Yeah. I want it all. Can you be a little flower? A tulip here in this on this white cloth? No. I want the whole thing. I want to be shadowing and the whole cloth. So no longer you can call it white cloth dyed red. Why would you use so many words when the white is no longer obvious? So that shows the pervasive power of this guna, which is even more pervasive, so to speak, even more powerful in this negative way because of what? Because of this, you know, ragatmakam. Ragatmakam means because of this power to pervade every single thing. This is what is called rajas. Rajaha itself, the word rajas means impurity, dust. So this dusting of this guna, you know, just pervades the whole thing. And then what happens? Krishna, karma, samudbhavam. Why does it take over? Because it has a certain truck with all the longings in the heart. The mummy and daddy of Rajas, of course the mummy and daddy of all gunas is Maya. But the Maya is the non-local mummy. But the local mummy and daddy of Rajas is what? Krishna. Krishna means longing, thirst. And then karma. Krishna is mummy because feminine and uh, karma is daddy. Yeah. Krishna, you know, longing. Sattva also there is longing. But the sattvic longing, sattvic Krishna is for Krishna. Ah. Krishna Krishna is sattvic. But any other Krishna is what? Rajasik. Krishna means longing. Longing for what? Give me this, give me this, mine, 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 want, 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 give me, give me, give me, all these things. Longing, 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 longing. And longing comes out of a sense of not belonging. Not belonging means agnyanam. Yeah. Not belonging means one is left to be longing. Yeah. Not belonging, longing, and then and the longing is not going to make you sit quietly. Whenever there is longing, there is activity. Huh? Because that longing is going to goad you. You know, like uh, these buffaloes don't move very quickly because they embody the third guna, which we haven't yet come to, which is what? Slow. Yes. Ah. So, even it may be raining, they'll be standing untouched. They have Teflon skin that helps. But still, you know, so the buffalo trainer or the buffalo, buffalo herd the person who is herding the buffaloes has a short little stick with a sharp end called gold. So they won't, you know, you, a cow if you say, horse if you say, it, they will get up. They understand the sign language. 
they they are little more sattvic they will get angry but the buffalo has to be goaded get up uh, okay so likewise that which goads the longing into action is rajas so the rajas depicts both manifests both as the longing itself and the pressure to fulfill the longing it gives you pressure you can't sit quietly when you're thinking of chocolate cake first is just a fancy and then one gets righteous about it it's my imagination i don't have to pay money i can just contemplate this is contemplation yeah i'm doing nididhyasana on chocolate cake what is it to you you know and again the second chapter illumines this very clearly first there is sangha you know dhyayato vishayan tumsah dhyayatah means for this person doing dhyanam on what anatma chocolate cake something inconsequential but where the longing has got stuck it could also be world domination i'm just using chocolate chocolate cake as upalakshana okay because we don't want we, we want to have a good time in the class because we don't want to take this all the world domination to its ungainly end so whether it is chocolate cake or world domination doesn't matter yayato vishayan pumsah for the contemplative person contemplating on this vishaya chocolate cake what happens sangasteshu pajagate a certain longing starts to develop this is rajas oh the taste of it oh the smoothness of it oh how nice oh now it comes in vegan variety <laughs> without eggs i can also enjoy how nice the person is thinking i'm not thinking that okay yeah person is thinking <laughs> person is thinking and then what oh, quickly time goes and why anyway so then uh, you know sangahateshu you know vishayeshu with reference to those vishayas sangah an attachment of fondness develops first is just a fondness mm i love chocolate cake sangat sanjayate kamah from this innocent sangha a sangha develops <laughs> whenever the word a comes it is trouble you know sangat sanjayate kamah till now it was not a kama it was a kama wanna be yeah just <laughs> now you can't call it a desire when you just think of chocolate cake one time it's not a desire it's just a, it's just a, it's just a fancy at best the fancy turns into a kama by the dwelling of meditatively on it chocolate cake aya namaha chocolate cake aya namaha you keep saying and then the, the mere fact of dwelling on it makes it into a full fledged kama you know sangat sanjayate kamah and then the chocolate cake is sighted right where in the other person's bag 
belonging to them. In fact, they are looking at it admiringly because they have purchased, let us say, your, the chocolate cake took the legs unbeknownst to you to that, uh, what is that shop? Sweet life. Ah. Chocolate cake made the legs walk to sweet life. Still nothing wrong. We are still going behind the karma, behind the, the fancy, which is now becoming a karma. You enter sweet life. We are about to close because you are karma. Anyhow, so. <laughs> and then the last chocolate cake is sold to the customer in front of you. Ayayo, travesty. You can't tell them at least give me a slice because they, they have got happy birthday inscribed on it for something. They are taking it for a function. You know, so you can't tell the, you know, what will they go and tell the cake for the birthday person one slice is missing. <laughs> a cake like a, you know, like a coconut. Coconut is auspicious in Asian cultures and in Indian culture. And here the cake is also, there's a wholeness around it. You can't just cut out a slice and then say happy birthday. You know, there is an aruchi in that. So you can't ask the person also. So the karma which is thwarted here because the karma could not be fructified it turns into what? Krodha. Anytime a karma is blocked turns into Krodha. This is the power of Rajas. That's why it's not so innocuous. That's why it spreads through that whole cloth and colors it completely. And when that through that coloration the mind cannot even see this, you know, we would not understand because we would repeat this and we would not understand how karma turns into krodha. And then Pujya Swamiji explained this. A thwarted karma turns into krodha. This is a very big thing. So another aspect of rajas is the deterioration of karma, desire into anger. The mutation, like a virus, of karma into krodha is the product of rajas. This is a problem. Why? Because look from one chocolate cake where I have landed. Kamat abhijayate. So the karma gives birth to krodha. All because of a little fancy aha. You know, from aha to the fire of anger which turns into swaha of the person's goals and <laughs> pursuits. Not a very far, you know, not a very far thing from aha to swaha. Finished. Swaha means basmi kritam. Everything has been gone to the, you know, ashes. Kamat krodha, the anger, whenever a desire is thwarted, anger comes. So whenever you are angry, Think of what you could not have your own way. Ah, that's what it is. When you can't have something your own way, anger comes. Oh, that's the end. No, no, no. Bhagavan Krishna has a lot more to say on this topic. Krodhat bhavati sammohaha. What is sammohaha? You know? Yeah. From anger. After anger, what happens? Delusion. You know, delusion happens because delusion means the person doesn't know what they are saying. 
How dare you buy the last cake? That was mine. I saw it first. No, but I bought it first. I don't care. It's mine. This is the effect of some mohaha. Same thing with world domination. I saw the world first. One dictator says to the other, how dare you become the dominator? I have to be dominating. <laughs> same thing. Whether it's cake or planet, same thing. Krodhat bhavati sammohaha. Krodhat bhavati sammohaha. Sammohat smriti. No, sammohat buddhi vibhramaha. So, sammoha, smriti vibhramaha. Yeah. So, because of this delusion, you forget that you are a decent person or at least you thought of yourself as a decent person. <laughs> you forget all the good works you have done till now. The person forgets completely. All the wonderful things that have been done, accomplished by the person is completely forgotten. In that moment of delusion, there is smriti vibhramaha. Vibhrama means the, 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 the memory it's a, it's a temporary acute onset of dementia of all the sattvic things you have accomplished. Yes. Not a chronic dementia, acute dementia. You, you've forgotten. And then here, Adi Shankara commenting on this says, this is when Guru Rapit Drohayati. So that the, 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 the Guru is fired. By who? The Shishya. <laughs> How to fire the Guru? <laughs> You know, this is what happens when there is Smriti Vibhramaha. One forgets, I chose this Guru. Correct? So the Guru is not hired to be fired anyway. So, but then the Shishya says to the Guru, you are fired. Why? Because, because I didn't give you knowledge, forget knowledge. You didn't give me chocolate cake. You are fired. Big piece of the chocolate cake prasad was given to another student, not me. Therefore, you are fired. Smriti Vibhrama. Did you hire the guru for chocolate cake? No. For jnanam. That is forgotten. Oh, that's all? No, no, no. There is more. Smriti Brahmshat Buddhi Nashaha. So, in the Smriti, when the memory of why I'm here, why was I born, what do I really want, what are my goals in life and the goal in life doesn't have to be lofty. The goal in life just needs to be I'm going to work and coming back and staying out of jail. That could be the goal in life. All that is forgotten. And when all that, when forgetting of the main things in your life, when the main purusharthas of your life are forgotten, you know, Smriti Brahmshat, what happens? Buddhi Nashaha. The intellect is destroyed. Oh, what next? There is no next. Buddhinasat pranashyati. Pranashyati means the person himself, herself is destroyed. When the buddhi is destroyed, because without buddhi, there is only buddhu. You know, buddhu means foolish person. Without buddhi, what is there? Nothing is there. Might as well be an animal. You know, donkey kicks, you know, something else bites. Snake eats its own young. Good, you know, this is Bhagavan's order so that the pop snake population is under control. It lays six eggs and then it is tired. Poor thing. You know, it needs some, it uh, has undergone, you know, maternity. 
and so it needs some protein rich food so it proceeds to eat three of the eggs it has laid good very nice and a bird comes swoops down on the fourth one therefore only two baby snakes come out to terrify and exhaust other people's karmas <laughs> so buddhi nasat pranashyati the person themselves himself herself is destroyed when there is no buddhi this is the this is you know rajas in its full fledged form you see the whole thing so there is longing and there is action so the longing for even it starts off as an innocent fancy how nice if i were to have this then suddenly becomes a longing and that longing becomes you know pushes one to action here what is the action what is a possible action here snatch the bag of chocolate cake action number 1 cuff the other person senseless just to make a get away action number 2 these are the possible action not good news then the law takes action so this is the thing and the person has 2 3 years to repent within the, behind the bars oh because of this chocolate cake i am here this is so buddhi na when the buddhi is destroyed the person is destroyed therefore here it says rajo ragatmakam vidhi ragatmakam means it is it's got a pervasive coloring and then what is it krishna sanga samudbhavam yeah so it is born out of an association with longing tan nibadhati with sattva it was just badhati now it is sukha sangena badhati now it is ni plus badhati ties up nicely what you know dehinam the indweller of the body aforementioned indweller of the body is as though bound through two things karma sangena krishna sangena cha so these two things the longing and what i should do about this longing become the activities of rajas you can see how for a spiritually minded person with a clear spiritual pursuit who has reverence for gurus and who has shraddha in bhagavan bhakti in bhagavan this can be very distracting yeah you know tihar jail where is that in delhi they interviewed some people certain people who you know people who were in the solitary confinement who were you know, serious crimes usually homicide homicide of you know people they knew very well some people had just killed their own children their own wives these men you know but they were not hardened criminals they were not habitual offenders then this uh, you know when she used to be a police officer Kiran Bedi, really, you know, enlightened police officer. She went and did interviews with them. She, she's one. She's the one credited with introducing yoga and meditation in all the prisons in India. Really changed the whole uh, landscape of prison life in India. And you know, she went through a lot of opposition because whenever you try to do something satvik, all the rajas of everyone else comes out. Of the bureaucracy comes out. <laughs> So she did these interviews, 
and these people were just the mildest fellows especially after meditation you know they were like lambs and uh, and then you know she asked what caused you to do this she said in this moment of blinding anger i just shot i just stabbed i don't know what i was saying that is what is it you know so so the blinding anger comes from a desire thwarted and that blinding anger leads to action that is that is very very intense because the action is in keeping this concomitant with the intensity of the emotion you see the two go together so then for any kind of spiritual pursuit gone 20 i mean life imprisonment is what 25 years and this particular man who had killed his wife and child in this anger you know he was training to be a priest of a temple think about it he was trying to be a purohit and then this happened 25 years behind bars and now he was tending to a little temple in the a little ganesha shrine they had in the in the prison itself this is what we think so so rajas can have this kind of an intense effect this is you know rajas we will see this you know from a different angle tomorrow but i just wanted to um, show you what the bhagavad gita says about these gunas then moving on what does it say next one tamas prajnanajam vidhi mohanam sarvadehinam pramadalasya nidravihi tannibadnati bharata yeah next our favorite what is that tamas tamas is born of ajnana oh but all of us have ajnana no problem <laughs> not that ajnana not ajnana of bhagavan or atma ajnana but a different kind of ajnana what is this ajnana ajnana here is apathy nah why should i do this can't somebody else do this the the quintessential pro- procrastination you know here it is not mula avidya tula avidya tula avidya means agyanam of everything else don't you know what's happening in the world why should i be bothered what can i do can you do anything about it tamasic person will ask can you stop all the mass you know killings that are happening no see then why read about it why should i know about it but don't you think you should be informed why should i be informed what can i do maybe you can do something no i can't do it therefore what tamas tvagnya tamahatu this tamas the third guna agnyanajam vidhi born of this apathy and then what tamas tvagnyanajam vidhi mohanam it's a it deludes rajas deludes in a different way rajas takes you to anger tamas takes you to inertia from inertia to inertia <laughs> tamas takes you to inertia this is what you know you see um, some disturbing news comes out you know in these days all these stories of sexual harassment and everything and, and recently this woman was being harassed on the street we had a draupadi moment there somewhere in orissa 
this drunken man was pawing her, taking off her clothes. This village woman, in the bus stop, right in the bus stop, in this bus stop, and everybody is going around, and somebody videoed it. I don't know if it was Rajas or Rajasik or Tamasik to video it. Really. One auto driver videoed it instead of stopping it. Silly fellow. And then he took it to the police, which I suppose the sattva prevailed and he took it to the police and they were able to catch this fellow because that fellow was there. And so this fellow is, you know, basically assaulting a woman and everybody, and in the video you see, everybody is going about their merry way. Some, some of them are stopping to gawk and look for a little while and then they move. Some of them just keep going. This is tamas. This is tamas where even the basic human decency and the ability to reach out and stop something. Okay, maybe one person is afraid to do this. Two, three people getting together, stop that fellow. Tackle him to the ground and just tie him up. Call the police. No. So, where, you know, this is one example, one extreme example of tamas. But so many times, you know, we are walking, see when something that is thrown, which should not be thrown. Nobody picks it up. Oh, let the other person do it. <laughs> why should I? Why me? Now, why me is a tamasic attitude. So, this is what it is. This apathy and this inertia, when you can easily reach out and help somebody or do some, you know, right some wrong, do some, you know, reaching out action. One doesn't because one just feels overwhelmed by this sattva, sorry, this uh, tamas. So, mohanam, so it deludes and one starts to rationalize. This is the beauty of tamas. Don't think tamas is all about sleep and ajnanam, no. Tamas is about wrong reasons. It is her karma. Why should I intervene? Ah, somebody said that. When, when the police came and took the people to task, like, why didn't you stop it? It was her karma. Maybe it was her karma. And where karma is rational, this is not her karma really, but it is rationalized here to, to do this. So this is what is called, you know, this is, this is a side of tamas, you know, mohanam. Mohanam means, mohana is another name for the Lord. No, not that mohana. Yeah. yeah. Not the one that deludes you from samsara and attracts you to himself. That is Mohana, which is, you know, which is the, which is the name of Lord Krishna. But here, this Mohana is different. This Mohana is the one who deludes from correct action. And then you rationalize. Why didn't you do this? Well, that was this karma. Like this, when you rationalize, your inertia, one's inertia, this is what is Mohanam Sarvadehinam. So in all bodies, it acts as the deluder in chief, this tamas. And then what, you know, where does it fester from and how does it manifest? Pramada, you know. Pramada means neglectfulness. Yeah. Where more things are dropped than picked up. So once in a while you forget something, okay. You know, but every other thing is forgotten. <laughs> In fact, everything except for eating and sleeping is forgotten. <laughs> it's not done. Yeah. So this is pramada, is mistakes. In certain vernacular languages, Tamil, pramada means it is wonderful. That's not the word here. 
Yeah, Sanskrit it has a different meaning. Pramada here means neglectful. Neglectful. Always making mistakes, not because the person is not because the person is not intelligent, but because the person is not using the intelligence. Purposely making mistakes. And why we will you know focus on that tomorrow more. I just want to give a broad stroke of each one for what it is like. So, Pramada here means deliberate negligence. Because one is just not interested. Like one person, you know, could possibly rationalize. I've given the best years of my life to this company. So, that's a, that's a reason to be neglectful now. Yeah. Because what's the point? What have they given me? Nothing. They have not given anything back. I, in fact, only got four promotions. The other fellow got six. Yeah, that's because you were neglectful. <laughs> no, that had nothing to do with it. I was bypassed. And you know, what do I get out of this? This is just a big, big company. Well, why, why should I care? And then people rationalize stealing also. I'm stealing from, you know, I'm like Robin Hood. Who is Robin Hood? Steal from the rich to give to the poor. This fellow is Robbing Hood. Ah, that's all. One who comes in a sweatshirt with a hood and robs. That's all. No, I'm taking from the company. The company will not notice. That's not up to you. No, this is what is that. This kind of a, you know, slothfulness. So slothfulness comes later. This pramada means this, this disinterestedness bordering on, you know, deliberate negligence. A continuum of disinterestedness to deliberate negligence and wrongdoing repeatedly. This is what is called Pramada. Next one, Alasya. What is Alasya? Hoham. Yes, yawning. I read somewhere that if you say the word yawn three times, you feel like yawning. <laughs> Don't try it out. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to invoke, you know, <laughs> Tamasi Devi here, <laughs> goddess of Tamas. So, you know, so this is, you know, alasya, slothfulness. Why? Why should we do that? Uh, there's one, one king who was very tamasic. Usually we hear in history of sattvic kings, this was known for being a tamasic king. And he had great, uh, you know, karuna. Karuna means, yes, Karuna, a lot of kindness and compassion for all lazy people like him. And he told his minister, the, the minister is the main minister, Mantriji, yes, I think, you know, people should not work. Because you see, I don't feel like working. So people should not work. And anybody who's feeling lazy like me should just be able to live happily ever after. So build one big palace, big palace with many rooms, big facility next to mine and then send the town crier out with the message. What is the message? Oh ye lazy ones in the kingdom, come one, come all. The Raja is, Maharaj is housing you and feeding you. Everybody <laughs> left left their jobs and came to this 
lazy house. The mantri was already cringing, but uh, the king could not be deterred because along with being tamasic, he was also very rajasic and the minister was frightened that his head would be cut off. So, he could not go against the order. And then what happened? In one month, the coffers of the kingdom was gone, feeding these so-called lazy people. <laughs> then the mantri came to the king and, and said he could not have his favorite drink. King said, why? Because uh, every all the money is being given to house these lazy people. Oh no, he says, what should be done? See, not everyone is lazy, Your Honor. Your Majesty, not everybody there is lazy. If you really want to house lazy people, you should set the place on fire. <laughs> they will all run away. Okay, do that. And uh, whether he set the place on fire, before even he set the place on fire, he yelled, fire, fire. Half the people ran away. And then the, the most tamasic of them were still there saying, oh, I don't see any fire, let's wait. <laughs> then he was forced to set the place on fire. Then all of them left, except four men who were still asleep. One of them said, is summer here already because the fire was blazing? The other one said, no, 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 it's the sunrise, I see the glow. You know, and the third one also said something inane like this and the fourth one could not even be roused. So these people were then deemed to be the true lazy ones who could live off the lazy house. Correct? This is what is called alasya. Alasya. Slothfulness. Not even waking up for fire. No reflexes. Yeah. Tamoghana. The tamas is like a dense mass. You know, and so it won't even wake up for an emergency. So this is what is alasya. Pramada we saw alasya, and the last one is our favorite nidra. What is nidra? No, the correct answer. What is nidra? That which happens in Vedanta class. <laughs> Pramada alasya nidra bhihi nibadhati. Nibhadnati Bharata Tannibhadnati Dehinam Nibhadnati It binds because slothfulness is addictive. Doing wrong things all the time is also addictive. Try it. You know, it's addictive. One time you get away, ha, great. Next time also I can do it. It's addictive. Then you feel, why should I do the right thing when I can get away with the wrong thing? Very addictive. Nidra addictive. Alasya addictive. And so, this is all very, very binding. And what it does to the person, it, it makes them what we call tamasic. Yeah. So, the person is under the, you know, uh, grip of this thing called tamas. So, this is how, see, here, what we saw in this introduction, what we are seeing in this introduction today is how these gunas are manifest in all bodies and how their characteristics vis-a-vis -vis the spiritual pursuit, how they help or hinder the spiritual pursuit. This is, this is how, this is like just generally broadly speaking, you know, it's defined.
then what more is uh, there are some more things left to be discussed about these gunas first one is you know they have a place otherwise they won't be there you cannot say i want to get rid of tamas entirely then you will become an owl which is you know awake all night long saying who 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 instead of who am i you know yeah so that's not fun you know to be a insomniac is not fun and uh, so therefore what you know therefore uh, there, there is a place from the standpoint of the body mind sense complex there is a place for rajas tamas and sattva sattva of course there is a place and what that place is and how to live in balance this is something left to see we'll see tomorrow and then you know from that standpoint of balance how to reduce the influence of these gunas in one's life and to live like a gunatita and what are the characteristics of a gunatita we will see in the classes two classes we have tomorrow okay om bhuvanadara purnamidam purnatpurnamudachyate purnasya purnamadara purnamevavishyate Om Shanti 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 Okay, for example, I see some yeah. Cow is more sattva, tiger is more rajas, a sloth is more tamasic, that's why it's called sloth. Yeah. And uh, then we have even food, milk, sattvic, they say. Of course, organic milk we have to add now because in those days they never abuse the cows like we do here now. So, and then, uh, you know, ghee and uh, sattvic. and butter tamasic even foods everything activities sattvic rajasic tamasic everything there is nothing that is untouched by the gunas but we are only looking at it with reference to the body tomorrow we can see more how to keep that in balance how to in, uh, have a sattvic life by ingesting more sattvic things we can see all that in you know the seven that chain of rajas where yeah. it is yeah isn't that intense very yeah do you Do you have any suggestions or just is it about awakening at any moment of that progression? No, you can't uh, when you go too far you can't really mm-hmm. come back. <laughs> That's why Smriti Brahmsha is a point of no return, you know? Ah. Yeah, like so before. So, can, you have some points of uh, return. When the fancy is there, you 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 put a full stop. Period. Chocolate full stop, cake full stop. Done, you know? make yourself busy with something else here is the good use of rajas to overcome that ha ah. so make yourself occupied with something else this will go it's just like how you crew you know soothe a crying baby how do you soothe it you, you distract it and give it something else to focus on same thing you have to do to this crying inner child you do the same thing and so fancy turns into karma and karma becomes determined and then what that's another t- point of you can interrupt it then 
Karma turns into karma, you go to sweet life, then also you can interrupt it by not, by not going there. Okay, you've already gone there, don't enter. You've already entered, close your eyes, don't look at it because you just know that it's not there and it's, you know, it belongs to someone else. Dharma comes here, you know, buddhi comes here, it belongs, it's not mine, that person has bought it, gracefully accept, walk out. No, no, no. You know, the, the, up till then, the intervention is possible. Then the anger comes, then also the intervention is possible because you can count up to 100 backwards, 99, 90, 97, 96. But even then, if you don't help yourself, then it takes over. That's what is called blinding anger. And that blinding anger is delusion. Delusion makes you forget everything who is in front of you, what, what you are, etc. And that, you know, the delusion takes over the buddhi and destroys the person. So don't wait till pranashyati. Pranashyati means bad news. Yeah. So any other place, there are certain interventions. Hopefully, just at, at the level of fancy itself, drop it. Prajahati yada kaman sarvan parthaman ogatan. So the the lakshana of jnani, the first lakshana is prajahati, the one that is able to cast out forcibly, easily, effortlessly. What? Sarvan kaman manogatan. As soon as these kamas take a hold in the form of a small fancy in the mind, the one who is able to dismiss them, like blowing off dust off a surface, gone. The, you know, and the one who is happy being themselves, that is what is called sthita pranya. So it's not, uh, not wrong to have fancies, but just be able to not chase after them. That is where one is able to. Exercise it, yeah. So, um, as you said, the fancy, you can have a fancy. Yeah. But you, you can satisfy that fancy without having gone, going through all these other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah Is that okay? Of course. So long as you're not grabbing the, it belonging to somebody else, cuffing them, you know, tackling them on the road. Yeah, sure. You know, here is another scenario for the same thing. Chocolate cake fancy came. You went to sweet life. There were five varieties to choose from. You chose only four because you are a person of moderation. And then, and then you enjoyed them with your own money that had been honestly earned. Okay? As much as is possible in these days because everything is tainted. But anyhow, so your own money, you didn't, uh, you know, you didn't steal it from somebody. You didn't, you know, uh, take somebody belonging to somebody or someone else. And then you come home and enjoy it. All you have to worry about is blood sugar at this point. <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything, correct? Huh. So then it is that, but that scenario is so rare because the things that one fancies for the most, one gets the least. This is the law of life. It is so that it's not that Bhagavan is wanting to test. Bhagavan is giving you an opportunity to grow. So that's why we, we focused on this scenario. Sangat, Sanjayate, Kamha. Bhagavan talks about that. Bhagavan doesn't say, you know, what is that? Jyagato Vishayan Pumsaha Sangaste Shupa Jagate Sangat, Sanjayate, Kamaha Kamat, something, satisfaction, Tripti, Ajayate. No. Kama is bad news because it is, it is not always possible to fulfill it. In fact, even to fulfill one desire, one has to work for a whole lifetime. Dream house. Oh my God, it's a nightmare. You know, yeah. To build it is a nightmare. To take care of it is a nightmare. 
to pay off the mortgage is a nightmare and then to sell it is the biggest nightmare because nobody wants to buy your dream they have their own dreams no they'll say why is the kitchen like this why is the rooms like why are the rooms like this it's a nightmare so you know fulfilling desires looks innocuous but it's not in your hands really some grace has to operate which most of the time it doesn't and that is actually the biggest grace when when you don't get these small small wants that means you can want the biggest thing there is which is the truth of yourself it leads you to this so only disappointed people come to vedanta <laughs> in the beginning and that's how it is yeah you know few things nothing should go your way and then you start thinking where is bhagavan who am i why was i put here if not to fulfill my desires and then you say ha ah, there are some classes where is that flyer okay ah. and seeing the flyer you fly over that's what happens and what if somebody really truly interested yeah there are few there uh, in vedanta Right. Yeah, yeah. Few, few of our people are there. Yes, but they were disappointed in the other lives. <laughs> so when you say in other lives, mean previous lives. Previous. Ah, because we, I'm going by what the Upanishad says. You know, parikshalokam karmachitan nirveda mayat nasti akritakrite na. Nirveda means disenchantment. So the one who is disenchanted by the world, only then can you be interested in this knowledge. So without disappointment, how can you be disenchanted? you can't so it's not a bad thing if it is channeled properly disappointment disenchantment you know all the karma is not fructifying is not a bad thing it's a wonderful thing it's an opportunity to grow out of those desires by seeing that what is this this is a setup by calling the spoof of this so this is what you know some good punya fructifies and then you you use this disappointment in the best possible way by channeling it towards that study which shows you to be a non desiring person which reveals the truth of you to be one who you know is a non desiring non wanting satisfied contented person and what did we do in the last retreat yeah. you know appreciative non demanding satisfied contented person and that's what i want to be then what is the desire for because i don't know that i think if i have this that will make me contented if i have that that will make me happy if i have this that will make me secure like a bank account that you know bank account means full of shraddha you have to be because it's just a, it's just on the on the on your computer screen you log in online and you see some figures and some zeros Hopefully the figures should be in front of the zeros. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just zero, 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 zero. <laughs> then you feel happy. Ha ha. Good. Oh, I thought I had spent a lot, but oh, still there. Ha. But you have shraddha that that really is there. Correct. So that's how it is. So it's, it's just looking at it gives a certain security. and why does that security why is that needed because i feel insecure as a person so the bank balance becomes a crutch but here is veda the the, the uh, when the disappointment leads you to leads one to vedanta it's the ability to see through the crutches the crutches themselves are broken 
and when you look at a crutch that is hanging on to another crutch you thought the crutches were independent but actually the crutch cannot stand up on its own the crutch has leaning against the wall and the wall is leaning on some load bearing some you know bricks and everything and then everything is leaning on the earth the earth itself is leaning you know we you if you see the whole uh, thing uh, if you see the whole five elements from the subtle to the gross the earth is leaning into the water the water is leaning into the fire the fire is leaning into the air, you know air the air is leaning into space and the space is leaning into you tasmaad va etasmaad atmana aakasha sambhutah from this atma see you know space is born so then it all comes back to you you are the one who is not leaning on anything so let me understand this person who is lean free huh? <laughs> no lean pun intended so this is what the whole thing is so the disappointment helps you know this disenchantment helps because everything i thought of as a crutch is really a big source of disappointment because it itself is relying on something else so that's why it's not a bad thing but without this disenchantment how can vedanta come into the picture even can't you have to look at the world and say okay this does not have the power to satisfy me i want that which is always there which always satisfies without leaning on something else and then you come back to yourself so whenever the next time the desire is not fulfilled say yippi <laughs> ah because you are closer <laughs> to the knowledge of yourself anything else okay oh